Priestess and the Cauldron, a podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. such humor when it comes to the take it away section. I know. We always make little hand gestures, gestures and point. I always think, okay, the, I just love revealing to masses of people what a total and complete dork I am. I picture in Wayne's World, uh-huh. that, you know, they made the movie Wayne's World like, well, probably in like 1991 or something ridiculous like that, but it feels like yesterday, but they're like <laughs> moving from their basement, doing a little... Like TV show on public access to like a real show with real producers, and the producer's like five, four, three, and then doesn't say the two and doesn't say the one, and then does the take it away right, right. and every time that that's what goes on in my head. Well, April. because they're also counting us down as well oh. to start, so it does make sense, and yeah. it's just too long and too cute not to keep it in there. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my. So let us see. We've had a Beltane yes. rerun that we, we needed to let the world experience Beltane again. Yes. And now we're live again. Yes. All of these things are true, Elvira. I'm glad because I was checking in to see if I'm in the right place. I, I can't guarantee that, but I believe so. Good, because yeah. this looks like a familiar place to me. Like, you know, I know the table and the chair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. All right. So, um, obviously, I know something that the group doesn't know, that you have a birthday party to go to. I do. It's the season of Taurus, obviously, but it's the birthday season in my family. So Mm -hmm. we have many birthdays, my father and myself and my son and my daughter and my mother-in-law and my best friend, all Taurus. So tonight, today, is my daughter's 21st birthday. Oh, my. Um, so we are going out to dinner and drinking, I assume, because 21. <laughs> you better at least one, yeah. you know, legally saying, I can. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's, that's, what's, I, that's what the haps is that's today. Today. So how was the week before? Mm. <laughs> I think that's as good as we're going to get. No, I've been melancholy. I think I mentioned that on the last radio show, like, mm-hmm. a million years ago, oh, when we did the Lakshmi episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just melancholy, and I haven't been able to shake it. So, hmm. you know, I'm just doing my thing and trying to be peppy. It's fake it till you make it. Okay. That's where all right. Well, but, we can all try. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's been actually the last couple of weeks for the shop. Um at Milk and Honey, we've had a a buying jag. Oh, I the weekend I was there it was. Yeah, so we've got we went to a gem fair, so we have a ton of new minerals. We did a jewelry expedition. So we have a ton of new stone pendants. Uh, hmm. Today I went and saw one of my other jewelry people, I, and I bought nothing but stone uh, earrings. I have an order of earrings coming in. Everything it's just so chock a block full in there, and it, you know Mother's Day is coming, and yeah, so you're buying up for getting that. Get ready for the season of yeah. of moms and grads and all of that stuff that's coming. But yeah, so it's been busy, but it's fun stuff. You know, yeah. I like I love going to the gem fair. Yeah, I deliberately stayed away. It's like an addiction. Yeah. And the only reason why I do have kind of, I don't go into withdrawals is because I work one day a week at Milk and Honey as a reader. I get to take care of any of that need by perusing and (laughs) buying things there. So... I figure it's easier for me than going to the the, the gym mirrors and things. Cause yeah, we get all the best stuff. We get the preview. I collection. know, and I love it. It's just, uh, 
I overbuy, and that's not good. Yeah. But, yeah, and since we have a very poignant topic about <laughs> money, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm trying to. Oh, Elvira, <laughs> you and your segues. <laughs> See, we didn't even talk about me. I segued right out of it. Uh-oh. I know, but anyway. Um, Wait, how are you? How am I? Your adoring fans want to know. Uh, hey, you know, I have at least one adoring fan. Well, two. They are four-footed, and they do love, you know, <laughs> being adoring. I posted a video. on. So I, I have an Instagram account. Ah, Phoenix okay. Lafay is my Instagram. I just started doing it. <laughs> Milk and Honey has an Instagram account, so I've only ever used it for business. Right. But I wanted to post, like, dorky stuff that's unrelated to the shop, so I decided to start my own. So today... I posted a video of Elvira and her dogs. Yes, I could say that now they will totally appreciate. Yes, so check it out. This is what happens before the radio show. Yes, we bring the dogs in and let them freak out, and then we can freak out too. Yeah. My week has been relatively calm in you know a lot of uh, things going on, but nothing overly hysterical or dramatic. Um, which is good, actually, considering the build-up to the festival and fair and and then everything that, you know, goes with those things. And now it's kind of like, okay, coasting a bit because we're going to build up for the end of June and, and July when both of us will be doing several things away from our beautiful show yeah. and in different places. So I'm kind of like taking, taking time mm-hmm. and... Uh, came to a very big point of an aha that I tend to want to be able to help the people that ask for help. So I will take, you know, the readings, I'll take whatever it is that I need to do right now. And I tend to forget that there's a human being in here that Mm -hmm. needs to be, you know, kind of given some time. So I've made a real point of, you know, taking my lunch, doing things that are really important and just sort of doing that that was this has been my week of learning that nice which are relearning it i know that's that's a constant especially when you're self-employed yeah it really doesn't um yeah give you that sense of i have this time yep and i shut it down here i have a a, one of my teachers who i may have even said this before on the show but she told me you won't know that you've reached overwhelm until you're way past it yeah and and that's the only time you're going to realize, like, oh, I've, I'm past my capacity. Mm-hmm. And then you have to just try to not do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Really be more conscious. So that's been a, a big thing for me this yeah. week. So um, the humor of it is, and this is one of those you got to laugh about it, is that I either do Pilates or I do yoga uh-huh. at least once or twice a week. I have a gym membership that I kind of – had and inherited, actually, uh, from my husband when he passed. Yeah. And so I go there, and they have these wonderful classes. And, I mean, it's really very cheap for what you mm-hmm. would have to pay. This week, I tried three times to get to classes. Yeah. And have not. One, because, A, I missed the beginning, and it wasn't, it was too far to actually get to. Sure. Two, they don't have that class anymore, no, and I thought I went there and they didn't have That's it. And three, because I had a commitment that wouldn't allow me to go to mm-hmm. it, so it was an either or, and it was a business thing, so, you know, but it was yeah. like three times. Yeah. Not good. But anyway, so that's been my week. Okay. And now we get to talk about, I think it's, I mean, I can't really rank it. But it's right up there with love and money. It's I like if you look at the scales. Two. Yeah, I think love is love. Okay, well, you know, speaking as a professional worker who mm-hmm. people call for spell advice and whatnot, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think love is the number one mm-hmm. and money is close second. Right. Yeah. Right. So we will be talking about money magic. Yes. Yes. And quickly, just to put this plug in there before we dive into it, we are running a little contest on our Facebook page. So if you are not currently a, a fan of The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron on our Facebook page, go and like it. <laughs> because there is a post there. You could win a free copy of my book that just came out, yeah. Cashbox Conjure. And I'll be, we'll be randomly selecting um, someone from our Facebook page to send a copy of the book to, and we'll reach out to you and let you know that you've won um, I don't know. I didn't end date on it. I probably should have done that. <laughs> By next Friday. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. See, we, <laughs> we just did that. It's our spur of the moment. We do have that, that sense of immediacy. Yes. So okay. So, so let's see. How do we dive into this? Hmm. I had suggested that we look at some key words. Yes, I like this. And uh, that learn us. So, Vira, learn us. Oh, God. Learn us good. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Um First question is, what is wealth? Mm. Okay, and you know, I decided I was going to do this. I'd go to the dictionary, yeah, and I'd look at the the what that concept is, right, and then look at you know similar words, but then look at the antonyms, which is the opposite. Mm-hmm. There's a reason because there are three key words when it comes to money, magic, or money in general. Yeah, and wealth is one. And that defined is abundance of valuable material possessions Mm -hmm. or abundant supply. It is all material objects that have economic value. Mm -hmm. Okay, and obviously when it comes to business, it's the measure of financial resources. So I think that when you talk about wealth, we think of it literally just as that, piles and piles of money. Scrooge McDuck swimming through his vault of gold coins. Yes. Yeah. Or, you know, the treasures of old were golden goblets and jeweled necklaces mm-hmm. and things. But pirate ship of one-eyed Willie. Right. Oh, my God. She's... This woman and I so match. <laughs> I mean, other than the fact that I watched Goonies, I can't tell you how many times because I... Because it's awesome? It is awesome. <laughs> I wanted to go live in Astoria, Washington because of it. Sure. You know, but then, of course, there are other extenuating circumstances why I didn't. Um, the other words that obviously apply, that can apply, are deep pockets. Mm. Treasure, resources, um, bankroll, obviously belongings. I love this one. Chattel. Mm-hmm. Sure. A little, little ancient there, but nonetheless. Yeah. Finances and least, should we say, money. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the that synonyms. Now, the antonym, which is the opposite of all this wonderful wealth, yeah. is debt, mm. liabilities, Poverty, scarcity, barrenness, mm. deficit. Okay, so, and then you can kind of throw in there, you know, like excess and, you know, kind of, uh, it, it's, it, it being excessive about something is also can be very much a an antonym. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that pretty much tells you what that is all about. It's very interesting because it's all about, and again, physical yeah. possessions. Right. Okay. The other word that pops to mind is prosperity. Yes. Okay. Which sounds less capitalist, <laughs> right? Really. Right? Cause I'm, and I think we'll touch on this in a yeah. minute, but... One of the things about money magic and us witches and pagans is that this is a hot-button topic. Oh, honey, it is. It's, uh, you know, there's there's definitely some some folks in our community who think that the desire of wealth and money is not good. Yeah. You know, so yep. to say prosperity, it sounds better. It's yes. less... It's less trying to be like Donald Trump and more like just trying to have all the beautiful aspirations. I know. I don't know what that voice was, but... It's okay. She's channeling. Watch it. Yeah. Okay. So it's condition of being successful, Mm. thriving, especially now. This is where we come. Economic well-being. Yeah. Usually the making of a lot of money is attached to this word. Vigorous growth. I like that. Okay. Well-being of economics. Now... More more focused on well-being than, like, piles. Right, piles. right. And, you know, booming, flourishing, successful, thriving, affluent, you know, rich. And rich is, it has been attached to the concept of wealth. Yeah. But rich is also got another side to it. Yeah. That we will also mention as we wander through this wonderful uh, yeah. Topic. Now, the antonyms, I thought this was interesting. Depressed. 
But I don't think it's talking mostly about the feeling, but, you know, being in a depressed economy or mm-hmm. depression, which right. we've right. experienced in reality a few times, Yeah, unsuccessful, I like this one, inauspicious. Oh, I like that. That was like, you know, abundant yeah. or inauspicious. Uh, inauspicious. Failing, declining, slumping, collapsing. Sounds really bad. You know? It's so funny. Okay, I don't know if anyone else is noticing this. The first set of words, I feel like, like up. And the word goes upward, and it feels up. And then you read the antonyms, and it feels down and downward. And I feel slumpy. <laughs> See? There you are. <laughs> one of those wonderful words. Yeah. All right. Now, the last one is abundance. Yeah. Okay. It's ample quantity of a, an affluent relative degree of plentifulness, considerable amount, and amount and supply more than sufficient for one's need. Mm. Now, notice the difference that you have between prosperity mm-hmm. and abundant. Abundant has, like, more than what you need, but it's not overkill. Yeah. Okay? It's not greed. It's not greed. Okay, and it's interesting because I actually had a note here. Metaphysically inclined people look at the rewards differ through the thoughts around what is yeah. abundant, what is wealth, what is that, that right. we really have a, there's a lot of problems with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, obviously, the more, more uh, synonyms are like boatload and bundle <laughs> and profusion and Plentitude, I like that Plentitude. one. Plentitude, oversupply, cornucopia. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, of course, the antonyms, be careful. Here we go. Scrape, pittance, insufficiency, paucity. Which I thought was interesting. And a bit. Just a bit. B-I-T. Mm-hmm. So you look at those, and those are words that we are driven when we put money magic spells, whatever, together, these are the words that we look at, but yeah. we hold all those other feelings right. and those other words as what we really are in, what's really inside of us. Yeah. Yeah. So I, w- I wanted to bring that out because when I saw this, I thought, Obviously, positive affirmations mm-hmm. and affirmations and those things are valid. It's whether it's new thought or light workers or root workers or mm-hmm. spell workers. But the idea is is that you work on the positive, but you also have to find that within yourself. Yeah. yeah. I take it, give it to you. What yeah. would you like to go with? Well, I, so here's what I want to say it before we, you know, dig into, like, correspondences and spell work and things you can do. Like, mm-hmm. money money feels more complicated to me than even love work. Mm-hmm. And there are some parallels. Like, we're, when you have issues from a financial place, have issues around wealth and abundance and prosperity and money, mm-hmm. period, money, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it can be tied up in in your worth, your self-worth, and what you think your value is. Mm -hmm. And that is problematic. Right. Right. And that's true for love, too. But I think money is this whole other thing, especially, you know, for those of us in Western culture. Mm -hmm. We look at people on, like, even because of um, reality TV. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. These are just people with money. Right. They, They don't have any skill. They don't do anything cool. They're not... They're not bringing anything of value to the world. Right. They just have money and right. they're willing to act a fool on a camera. Right. You know? So it's complicated. And what the other thing is a dollar, an actual physical bill, has no effing value no. at all. The only value it has is our belief that it is worth something. Mm-hmm. And that is the thing to remember when it comes to doing magic around money and finances and wealth actual tangible money is really worth nothing now it used to be worth something you, literally you could melt down your money and it you could mm-hmm. make something else out of it mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the gold and the coin had a value right that is not true anymore our nickel isn't even worth a nickel 
you know. You couldn't even melt down a nickel for a nickel's worth of metal. Right. So I, I feel like that's important to remember. The uh-huh. It is the belief that gives our money value, uh-huh. not the actual money. And because we're moving even more into a technological place in the world, we don't even have money anymore. We have these little plastic cards that allow us to make transactions uh-huh. out in the world. Uh-huh. There isn't anything tangible. It's all belief. Right. And it's gone to... I mean, we started with going with the hard, cold coins, yep. and even before that, it was, you know, just lumps of whatever it was. Right, or trade, or barter. trade, or barter, and we've gone successively from a material point of reference yep. to this non-physical reference point of transferring what are basically amounts on a page, yep. whether it's a computer page or a physical page printout page yep. from one place to another, whether it's a check that goes into mm-hmm. a bank that takes money from one place to another to put it into yours, or mm-hmm. it's credit cards, or it's places like PayPal and right. other things, they're all part of disassociation yep. from the real aspect of what has value, right. what is value there. Right. Right. And I think the more we get farther from it, mm-hmm. the harder it is for us, I think, to do magic. Yes, I agree. I agree completely. And what I want to throw in here, too, is we need to be in right relationship with money mm-hmm. and with our wealth, our, mm-hmm. our value around mm-hmm. how we look at wealth. And this is hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm saying this thing like it, you know, just be in right relationship with money. It's so easy. It's not mm-hmm. easy. I get it. It's a, it's just like being in right relationship with a lover or a right. friend or your coworkers. Right. It takes work. It's a relationship. But, you know, I, I, I actually put this in, in the book that mm-hmm. just came out. I have a friend who is like, you know, the, the old thing from the Bible that money is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. That's actually misquoted, first of all. It's about greed. Mm-hmm. It's not about money. Mm-hmm. And this friend of mine is always broke. They are always scrimping. There is always something broken. There is always something that needs to be replaced. This person can never get a f and break, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and when we talk about it, he's like, well, money is the root of all evil. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's you're broke because you think that. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a good relationship with money, if you're not in a good relationship with the energetics of money, mm-hmm. why would it ever be hanging out with you? Right. <laughs> That's true. You That's know, true. if we think of money, and I don't want to deify money, I'm not saying money is a god, but if we look at money as an energy. Could he be a sexy god? He could be, but uh-huh. you see, okay. the other thing I have in the back of my head, because I belong to the reclaiming tradition, and I've, I'm friends with many radicals and anarchists who hate money and want to abolish the whole capitalist system, I also have, like, some guilt about all of this. Like, <laughs> oh, but money is money is bad, but, but I don't actually believe that. Right. But I have that little voice in the back of my head. Well, and either it's because of that or because in spiritual... Yeah. Uh, traditions, there are traditions that poverty right. is closer to the divine. Right. And that is the dynamic. Yeah. But it's not poverty of spirit. Right. And let's be real. Those people in those traditions who take vows of poverty, they're not taking vows of not eating. They're not right. taking vows of living in a ditch. Right. They are in spiritual traditions where they live in temples and the community supports them. Exactly. We as witches and pagans don't have that right now. No. I can't go live up at the priestess house as much as I would like to mm-hmm. and be able to administer medicine and be able to do hand mm-hmm. fastings and be able to help give people give birth to babies mm-hmm. and they give me dinner. That's that's not the world we live in. Right. As much as I would love it. Right. We live in a world where money is the commerce that we use. Exactly. And so we need to have a good relationship with mm-hmm. that commerce. If mm-hmm. capitalism gets beaten down and dissolved and we have something else, then we have to find a way to survive in that system. Mm-hmm. But this is the system we have. Yeah. And I think that it's a hot button for both of us because mm-hmm. we both work in an environment where it is there's an expectation that we give yeah. Our talents are our our help yeah. Yeah, with 
an open arm and open hand right. to the process and you know it'd be great to constantly think that yes. but i don't see how any of that is going to pay for my gas in my car or right. my electric bill because even in bartering i mean yeah. five chickens pg&e ain't going to take five chickens right you know right. and i mean i there'd be a reason for accepting that if i knew there was a way to turn it around for my for my Absolutely. life and it's an unrealistic expectation mm-hmm. that you know you you have years of study, you have years of training, mm-hmm. you have years of going to workshops and classes and working with teachers. And if someone wants you to give over that knowledge for free, that is not giving service to the time and energy that you've put into your mm-hmm. training. That's it's just not equitable. Right. Period. And you know, we do give, we do offer, you know, different things, just like doctors who have put thousands and thousands, well, lots, tens of thousands of dollars into their education and, right. you know, that, and give their time, their expertise, their knowledge. Right. But it's always done with a environment of some sustainability right. somewhere. Right. There's something that's helping them maintain even the minimal, like, food and whatever, yeah. but um, you do have to have right relationship yeah. with the items that are in trade, and right now in our world, whether it's, a, well, a euro or a, a pound sterling or a dollar or any number of things, it is what it is, Yeah, and yeah. that's what you need to feel comfortable with. Right to be that way and balance it, you know, balance that side of the wealth and the, 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 the positive with the other side that we have, which is the dark side of ourselves that, you know, fears the lack. Yeah. Well, and I think it's also an interesting balance, lack and greed. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to be successful financially. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to have a retirement account <laughs> so that someday I can stop working. Mm-hmm. I want to help my child have an education. Mm-hmm. I, and all of those things in the world that I live in right now require money, mm-hmm. right? But I don't want to be greedy. I don't right. want to be Scrooge McDuck <laughs> swimming in I mean, maybe for a minute that might be fun, but you can't actually flip in gold coins. <laughs> no, and, and quite frankly, it's dirty, dirty and smelly. Yeah. You know, I think that's the funny part. I do, um, when I did the altar, um, I had the $20, that, you know, yeah. the bills and things. And, you know, they say, God, it's the dirtiest thing in the world because of the number of people and hands yeah. and touches and everything. And, you know, yeah, yeah. it has a certain side to it. Um but think about that, too. Yeah. Think about how many people have touched that $20 bill mm-hmm. and have put, you know, all the the range of emotions into it, like, oh, shit, this is my last $20 bill, or I just won all this money at the casino. You know, like, it yeah. runs the range of what that money represents. It's, it's all of that. And so and we it, have to find the balance ourselves. Exactly, because when we touch that money, whether we touch an actual physical piece of money or we touch the money in changing from one account to another on our Mm -hmm. computer or checks or banks or any of that, you, if you do it with a consciousness of a a higher value, like this is wonderful and I can do this. Yeah. I can, you know, rather than my God, it's my last $20. Right. Challenging. Right. Um, but that's the part of what money magic really is all about. It is challenging. Right. Yeah. You know, of how to put this together and then take the belief of what you just did. Again, we're talking belief. Right. And put it out. Let yeah. it start to move out from you and do the work that right. you've asked it to do. Right. Um, yeah. You know, it's 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 fascinating because to me, I've just I, this is not a hot button in the sense of hot like I get upset, I get angry. I just feel passionate about it mm-hmm. because it's energy. Yes, it is energy, and right? you know, love is an energy, but it's actually an emotion. Mm-hmm. All right, this is about, and this can have, does have, 
emotion attached to it. It does. But it really is about energy. Right. And the flow of it. Right. Right. And getting into that flow. And I, you know, like I, I was saying, I've, I have been in that moment. I have had the experience where that $20 was the last $20 I had. Mm-hmm. And it was at least a week until I was going to get another paycheck. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how I was going to have the gas money to get to work every day. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've definitely been in that position. Mm-hmm. And it is really hard to be full of trust. Mm-hmm. And faith, and just know that it's going to work out when you are in that position. I know it. I know it. I've lived it. I've breathed it. And you still have to find a way to have faith. You still have to find a way to have trust. You still have to find a way to be in right relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only way things improve. Right. And I know. Uh, you know, we each have our story. Um, when my husband passed away, mm-hmm. uh, it was interesting because he made the lion's share of the money, yeah. and he was self-employed, and he didn't have the retirement or the bankroll, mm-hmm. and I had my job, and it was funny, within literally, oh, four or five months, I lost my husband, lost our house, and lost my job. Right. I had enough money to buy the mobile home we're in, I'm in, yeah. and... Literally, as you say, whether it was my last 20 from whatever it was, yeah, and it was, I mean, it was scary, but in some ways, it was so edgy that it was challenging, mm-hmm. because it was challenging me to not just walk my talk about what I do, whether, and I wasn't, I mean, my spirituality and my work I've done all along, whether I channeled it in the work I did in the corporate world or I'm doing it now in the way manner I'm doing it. Right. But it was a challenge for yep. me. So when I work with people, it's not about saying it blithely. No. Because it's been very real for both of us. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, this is probably at the second most common call I get from my clients uh-huh. to talk about their financial situation or career goals or what have you and you know it's a, it's a thing it's uh-huh. a constant part of our lives uh-huh. it's about worth yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. It, you know it yeah. it's and because our society puts a value a dollar value you are worth blah then right. you believe that you are only worth blah right Right, and, and all the stories on what that number represents, whether it's good or bad, because that number might be bad for you and might be awesome for me. Exactly. It's very subjective. Exactly. And there's all kinds of ancestral and family of origin crap mixed mm-hmm. into this, too, like mm-hmm. how your family dealt with money, how your parents dealt with money, mm-hmm. the money lessons that you were shown when you were a small child that you might not even be aware that you're right. holding. And if you do have bad money patterns or negative money patterns or you struggle, those are things to explore. Like mm-hmm. even considering going to therapy, right, we untangle those knots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not worth it to be making financial decisions that aren't good for you because that's the lessons you learned as a child. Right. Like that can be fixed. That can be. Yeah. And um, I think okay. we'll take a break. So we'll take a break. We've probably um, lectured y'all long enough or something. And then we'll start on some juicier stuff. We'll talk about spells. Yeah. Okay, we'll be back. You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, Fit and Foxy, Madame Nadia and Jaya Danya, Wednesdays, 6 to 7, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. 
again. Wow. Yay, I'm excited about being back. Okay, so we decided that what we're going to try and do right now is, you know, it's always good to have a, sort of like a baseline. So, you know, what do you use for right. spells? You know, what are your things that you would use? And obviously, um, in some traditions, money magic falls under earth because it is money. It is yes. it's that it's physical. It's the pentacle and the um, tarot. Right. right. And so there is that to be, just, you know, realize that it's it's more earthy, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean you have to stick with just earth, right, like stones or whatever. But that's what the element is. Right. And, of course, when... Whenever I do work with people on money, I always, there are different things I do, but I love to work with candles because it's something that's solid, that transforms to liquid, that transforms to air. So it gets the feeling of movement going. So even though it is fire, it's a movement to do. So we're going to talk about colors. Yes. So, um Technically, primary colors are green and gold. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's very American. I want to just yeah. name that. Because our paper money is green. Mm-hmm. And gold is gold, right? Obviously. It backs it up at Fort Knox, supposedly. Yeah, once upon a time, anyway. Yeah. But yeah. in other countries, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Like, paper money is not green all over the world. And so that, I feel, is more fluid. Right. right? And right. if you go back far enough, green also represented... Um, and gold as well, the plants that were used for trade, exactly. like alfalfa and hay, were major commodities, mm-hmm. and they are green and gold. Right. See? And, you know, going into that, of course, the sun, mm-hmm. you know, being the yellow and, you know, the gold and bringing, you know, health and wealth and promote success. Um, and... Interesting enough is the color royal blue, purple, and turquoise hmm. because it is the color of Jupiter. Oh. And Jupiter, of course, is for good fortune. Right. All right. So it's success. It's influencing people in high places and yeah. bringing good fortune. So if you're interested in astrology, mm-hmm. find out where your Jupiter is. Right. Which is easy to do. You can get your free chart online, mm-hmm. and that will give you a ton of information on some of your potential baggage around money and success. It's fascinating. Yes, it is. And another one of the planets that is set up for this is the moon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the magic and fulfilled wishes and working by the moon is very important. Yeah. And I love this Mercury. Yeah, of course, you know. Hermes, Mercury, yep. that kind of thing, because that's prosperity and finances, but he's the he's basically of commerce. Yes. So, um, and the primary number is two for doubling it, for doubling mm-hmm. and, and bringing things to, to double and double and double. Yep. So, um, the other one for... Uh, Venus, which is interesting because on this I found out from an astrologer. Mm. Though Jupiter is good fortune, yeah. Venus is actually for money. Right. And so, you know, the colors are green, pink, and copper. Mm. So it's representing growth and fertility right. and bringing the prosperity into, you know, endeavors that you are looking to go with. Mm-hmm. And Venus rules the second house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can also look at what's in your second house in your astrology chart, mm-hmm. and you can look at where your Taurus and Libra might live, because those are also ruled by yeah. see what house your Venus is in, mm-hmm. and also will give you more information on some of your potential growth and challenges. Yes. So it doesn't mean you have to really know a lot about astrology, but it's places that you can see where good positive things are or question marks are, you know, and, you know, that kind of stuff. Now we go to our favorite part, which is like lists and lists and lists of herbs. Uh, And it's like all the herbs are good for money, but there's some ones that are 
specific. Like, I've got a few favorites. Go for it, dear. Oh, well, I said alfalfa. Okay, alfalfa. Alfalfa is, like, my ultimate favorite money mm-hmm. herb. Mm-hmm. Um, five-finger grass. Okay. I like that one, right, because the plant looks like a little hand. Right. Grabby, grabby. <laughs> um, I like peppermint, but usually peppermint is like, oh, shit, I'm out of alfalfa. I'll use peppermint instead. <laughs> there Pepper- you go. Peppermint's always my, like, oh, we'll just use peppermint. It's you know, a go-to one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really love um, using nuts, so like yeah. Buckeyes or whole nutmeg, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. What are some others? Well, um, we have calendula. It's golden. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's yellow. Yes, it's in my money mix. That I money. see. There you are. And I happen to like actually dill. Mm. You know, for some reason it just speaks to me. Um for that and parsley, yep, that's always a good one. And what else? Um, well, people like you know cinnamon. Yes, I that's do a, like cinnamon. That's another one and of those. Sassafras. Sassafras. Mostly because I like to say sassafras. Yeah. Well, it's funny. There's a story to that one. Um, at some point, one of the places I had when I went back to visit my daughter, she was in Missouri at the time, and there was a lady that was the mother of her then boyfriend, and she says, "Do you like sassafras?" <laughs> and she, I said, "Well, yeah." I mean, I was trying Dude, to be nice, you know. <laughs> and she gave me these giant roots wow. of sassafras in a huge box, and I took it home. Obviously, I was flying, right? So, of course, as always, I, you know, this is well before, nine, you know, the, the main issue of what you have in your luggage, but and I still have some of those roots that I have cut and used wow. and things, that's but they were cool. like, huge. So, but I thought, yeah, that's pretty cool. And I, you know, again, I like Irish moss. Maybe difficult to get, but I like it. Yeah but um, the Irish in me, which isn't very much, but okay. Um, Then, you know, there's some others that I'm sure uh, protection of your money is time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's always good to have that. Good to put a little time in your wallet. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's not just, like, the thing about money magic is it's not just about drawing money Mm -hmm. and calling money in. It's about keeping it. Yep, keeping it, (laughs) keeping it safe, and also keeping yourself safe from having expenses, like Mm -hmm. keeping all your appliances working in Mm -hmm. your car and all of those things Mm -hmm. that tend to be big expenses and often unexpected big expenses. Expenses. True, true. And, of course, clover. Mm Mm-hmm. We all know four-leaf clover, but clover and um, flaxseed, which I thought was interesting. Oh, interesting. Flax. But, um, and obviously oats and oak. Um, and, you know, some of these others that you would say, Hi, John the Conqueror. Yeah, that's another good one. Yeah. I like the roots. There's, yeah. well, I also, you know, the thing with, with those roots and nuts is you, you can just anoint it and keep it in your pocket, and you've got, like, a good luck charm, you know, like like a lucky rabbit's foot, but it's a, a nutmeg. Rather you know? than a rabbit's foot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, there's some others that, you know, there are a lot of them. I mean, under uh, Cunningham's book uh, and obviously Hoodoo Herb and Root Magic yeah. by Miss Cat Ironwood, uh, there are a lot of different references for yes. herbs. Yes. So and in, I do have a list in, in Cash Rocks Conjure on mm-hmm. 15. Mm-hmm. There's a list of, I don't know, two dozen or a little bit more mm-hmm. of the I like to use. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then we go to the other part of people loving to do things with herbs, then you add stones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And since I am a... a I was a rock hound when I was a wee little kid, you know? but, you know, they were just rocks, but they still had meaning. Uh, But you do have um, things like adventuring, okay, and bloodstone, and jade, and um, peridot. It's interesting. Peridot, tiger's eye, topaz, um, you know, those are for prosperity, wealth, for luck, because, again, you know, we have the sidebar of wanting luck as well, luck in, in what we do. Yeah. You can have amber and jet and uh, turquoise. Mm. I like malachite, too. Yeah. Yeah. The interesting thing about malachite is malachite 
back in the day was used to make tin. So when the Romans came to the UK, mm-hmm. they had the Mendit mines, which were filled with malachite. Huh? And they would mine malachite and then break it down for tin, which mm-hmm. malachite is gorgeous. It is beautiful. Like, what a bummer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Destroy these beautiful stones to make tin. Ugh. But, you know. Oh, well, see, there's a, <laughs> that's the unfortunate part of, you know, certain concepts of commodities. Yes, it's true. You know, but, uh, you know, there are ones that I, I tend to use citrine a lot. Mm, even well, though that's a good wealthy you know, stone. That's a good stone. It's yeah. a power stone, and I like it because it's self-cleaning. It doesn't get mm-hmm. gunked up. So a lot of times having it consistently, it's kind of like always doing that little Hoover vacuum with the energy. Right. So it doesn't pull anything. Anything else on your end that you can think of? No, that seems pretty good. Hey, well, we we kind of moved through that quickly. Yeah. So um, spell work. Oh my God. What do we? We've got tons and tons and tons. Yeah. I mean, there there is a never vast supply of spells you can do with money, but I, I prefer mm-hmm. tangible things. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite things to do are to train money, mm-hmm. you know, so you get like a lodestone, a magnetic stone, and you uh, put it in a dish, and I prefer to start by anointing that stone with money oils or prosperity oils or a little bit of whiskey and tell that stone, like, this is what your job is. You're going to call in abundance. You're going to call in money. Mm-hmm. And then you take the largest, This and this is traditional hoodoo. I want to be real about that. You take the largest bill you can afford in the moment. So if that's a dollar, great. a $100 bill, great. And you put it under that stone, under the dish. And then you say, see this here? Your job is to get more of this for me. Mm-hmm. And you use... Um, magnetic um, metal filings, what's also called magnetic sand. Right. And you feed that little lodestone regularly. Right. And as often as you can, you put more money underneath. Mm -hmm. And then when you have a nice little pile, you start to spend that pile from the bottom. Mm -hmm. And every time you spend that money, you know that that money's been trained to go out in the world and collect its friends and come back to you. Right. Right, and that's the job of the lodestone to train that money. Mm-hmm. I think with money spells, it's not just, I'm going to, unless you're like working on buying a car or buying a home or going on a vacation, that's like a one-time spell. Right. But I think money magic is something you do all the time. Right. It's part of my daily practice. It's remembering the abundance, rem- remembering the gratitude for the mm-hmm. things I have, mm-hmm. and then doing these things like working with my lodestone and feeding my Lakshmi altar and things like that. Right. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, and, you know, there's little things. I like carrying stuff. I guess mm-hmm. I'm I'm really into that, whether it's in my bra or it's in my purse or it's in a pocket. Yeah. You know, they, they basically I'm weighted down. Um, but I have one that I like. I, I've done it, and, you know, it's, it works. As I get a, a $2 bill, mm-hmm. and I put a Sacagawea coin in the center, and then I put a, a, a um, mercury dime on top. And then basically I fold it towards me, consistently making it into a packet and tie it with green thread. And then I put it in a little bitty flannel bag, not one that's huge. Right. And then I stick that in my wallet mm-hmm. so that, you know, it same idea of bring me money wrapped in money wrapped in money to me so that I can have the same concept of what I'm looking for as a consistency. Because here's the thing. It's got to be a flow. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's the biggest part. I know I just like you say for special things, I take certain money that I put aside and it's, you know, put in my at my money altar, it's taken care of, it lets it grow, mm-hmm. you know, or I have it set in a um, a particular account mm-hmm. or specific, you know, things that I I know I'm going to want to do like as a vacation right. or whatever. And then I go ahead and I spend it. Yeah. Because I want it to go and come and go and come. I have some money, like, you know, we all want to have retirement. I don't know how far that one's going to go in our world. But, <laughs> um, you know, that sort of stays as a cush. Yeah. Because that has to, you know, but then, you know, I have issues about 
the money market stuff that's right. going on. Um, I'd ra- <laughs> There's a part of me that goes, I'd really rather go gamble the dang thing, <laughs> because then I'll walk away with whatever it is, or I'll lose whatever it is, but I'm not sitting there freaking out that it goes up and goes down and goes up and goes down, yeah. where I have no control. Literally, I'm not doing something. I'm just watching it. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I guess I'm not that kind of gambler. No, I'm not either. <laughs> so, but, um, and you, nuts. Boy. Nuts. nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I did something at the fair, which absolutely was wonderful. I had two, I, I actually saw this these, these sayings, but I, I didn't want to buy what it was that it was on. But I got these little uh, metal tin uh, uh, pails that Mm. were small, and it had a little thing on it where you could write something. So you, you know, but it was for planting. And the one I I did plant, Mm. um, plant seeds, grow giggles, harvest love. Cute. And I had it set up so people, and I had a a nutmeg in each one of them, and I had post-its that I had out there, and I basically had people write down what it was they wanted hmm. and then put it in the pail, and then Beltane, I burned all of it. Nice. That's cute. And I did my own before Beltane. But it was really neat to do something like that. It was yeah. transformative. Well, funnily, I wrote a little note here so I didn't forget to say something, okay. and it's along that same vein. Mm-hmm. You, you offered something. You, you basically offered a service, and that's like – remembering the gratitude and remembering to give it away, mm-hmm. right? A lot of money spell work is actually like you make you make a jar where you put all your silver coins, a jar where you put all your pennies, and when the penny jar fills up, you donate that money, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, it's remembering to give, right? It's remembering to give, it's mm-hmm. remembering to give, and it's remembering to be grateful for what you do have. Mm-hmm. And having a solid gratitude practice, and I know like, I, I feel like I've talked about this before, too. Sometimes when people are like, oh, do you have a gratitude journal? That, that snarky, jaded mm-hmm. woman inside of me like, hey, a gratitude journal, that's so stupid. But it actually is amazing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you are in one of those bad places, when you don't know how you're going to get your shit together, when you don't know where the next paycheck's going to come from, you have to look at what you do have. Right. And so it's this idea of reciprocity and cycle and understanding the ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. so how do you get back into the other side of it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's the the physical things. Cashbox Conjure has got great spells. I looked at it. I wanted to say thank. Of course, I have one in there too. But um, I really love how you put it together, and it's practical, yeah. and it whether it's hoodoo or it's our pagan tradition, however, it's practical. There's also a book by Christopher Penzak called The Witch's Coin mm-hmm. that's really great. Mm-hmm. And it's, def, you know, Cash Out Conjure is from a hoodoo perspective, so mm-hmm. there's psalms and Bible stuff and all of that. Mm-hmm. But the, the Penzak book is it's totally pagan. Right. It's a really good book. Right. And obviously supporting my co-hostess in her her writing and her books and everything are impo- is important and yes we happen to be part of the hoodoo community so yeah. that's sometimes what it is we're doing or coming from or even what we see as a way to describe things to yeah. someone yeah. but pagan wicca witchcraft it is our base yeah. and we still see the energy and the pattern mm-hmm. and if yeah I mean, this a, is a universal concept yes yeah and both the lists that of the herbs came from both cunningham who is a witch mm-hmm. and based on that and paganism and the hoodoo book mm-hmm. of herbs and root magic which again comes from that so you have the similarities yeah. and there you know you take these and there are many many you know different ones, infusions and water and, you know, all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mojo bags. Mojo bags and spell bags, which, you know, for our world we call them spell bags. Yeah, we do mojos, bundles. Um, Work on these because they're, they're, are correspondences, but then there's something that speaks to you. It may not necessarily be the one that 
2,000 years have put this energy into yeah. this spell. Yeah. Um, a sidebar, which I know Miss Phoenix is, uh, re- has been listening to, is the discovery of witches, <laughs> which I have fallen in love with and long since have been listening to all three of the trilogy, but what they call a weaver. Yeah. A weaver is a maker of spells. Right. And one of the things here is make the spells yeah. because the spells are current to what is needed. Right. Not just all of the traditions. Yes, tradition is important. Yeah. And absolutely. infuse some of that. But it is yeah. now, just like we were talking about how money has changed yeah. and all that. Yeah, and it, it is trial and error with magic and with spell work. Mm-hmm. You know, you, try, you, you read a book, you read a, something online, you read the spell, and you do it. And it may it may or may not work for you. That doesn't mean it's not going to work. It means you have to try it a different way. Maybe alfalfa isn't an herb that you get along with. Right. So try the peppermint. You know, it, you you have to test these things. That's why witches have books of shadows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Personal books of shadows. Yeah, that's why we we write down the spells that we do and and the day of the week we do it and the moon phase that it's in because we're doing trial and error to see like, oh, my work is the best when I do it on the full moon mm-hmm. or I get overwhelmed by the moon's energy and it's too much for me to work on a full moon. Like mm-hmm. you, you are the only witch that's going to work the way that you right. work. So give yourself permission to also try things. And with money magic, it's twofold. It's the constant day-to-day abundance work, mm-hmm. and it's that oh shit, I gotta get my transmission fixed. I need money now, right? Or oh, I'm saving up to go on vacation. I'm gonna set up this vacation fund altar mm-hmm. and start really putting energy into getting enough money to go mm-hmm. on vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's there's two sides to the doing this work. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, we're at. Almost at time. I know, and I could totally keep blabbing. Uh, we, we, this is but. this is definitely one of our, our, as we said, it's one of the two hottest yeah. areas that we have, and it's it's abundance of wealth of knowledge. <laughs> uh-huh. See, I used all that, but um, we are coming up to a new segment of what we will be doing. We're doing yeah. about a month long of rites of passage. So each. Yeah. Friday, we will be talking about a specific type of rites of passage. Right. Um, next week will be birth. 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 Say it with us. Birth. <laughs> <laughs> and we are not doing Lamaze breathing, sorry. Um, Speak for yourself, Elvira. <laughs> okay, one of us won't be doing it. But that's okay. So basically... We'll have fun giving birth. Yes, we'll talk about the rites of passage and potentially how to honor them and potentially rituals and stuff like that. And you never know. We'll spur the moment. We'll give you what we got. Yeah, I I don't think either of us will be birthing babies, but there's other things. There's a lot of other things, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not necessarily just about squeezing no, out an infant. Just, it's it's the actual concept of birthing something. Yeah. 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 Uh, there was something else. We I talked about the Facebook. Facebook. We won't do Ask a Witch Never until would. later. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's all. And if it is, we it was meant to be for another day. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you for so. listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. 
On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.